Mickey McGowan joins us. How are you, Mick? G'day, Cosby. Happy New Year and uh, Merry Christmas to you, mate. Yeah, did uh, well, from judging by what landed under the tree, were you naughty or nice? How did Santa look after you? Well, a combination of both, mate. Depends <laughs> on who I receive presents from. <laughs> exactly. Hey, what a year it's been and what a weekend. Firstly, looking at harness racing, what a weekend of harness racing we've got at Melton. I mean, we talk about Derby Day at Flemington with the six or seven group ones there. Twelve races at Melton. They are all group ones. And Mick, I've got to be honest, I can't think of a meeting anywhere in the world with this number of races and, and all group ones anywhere. Yeah, no, it's incredible. It's going to be an outstanding night out there, uh, Melton. The weather will be magnificent. The problem is, is trying to get a quid out of the meeting mm. because we've got 10 odds on chances going around in the 12 races in a couple of other races that haven't got odds on favourites to the marketplace as well. We'll do our best like we did last week. We manufactured a uh, ball-up bet that got the chocolates, and we'll try to do that again for our uh, listeners out there going into the new year, which will be nice. Mick, I might have, it's okay, just quickly go through the, the fields. Like the first, Rockham with Attitude's forty. Can you see anything beating him at all or not? No, Rocking with Attitude leads and wins in the two-year-old trotting fillies race. There's only one danger, Trading Lady. The market's got it right. Dollar forty, I think, is value. I think it'll start closer to a dollar twenty or even a dollar eighteen. Uh, it'll spear straight in the front and be too good. Okay. The uh, the second, the Colts and Gildings, and again we've got a couple of shorties here. Two dollars fifty about hide and seek. Two twenty about the locomotive. Probably, I suppose, the locomotive, the draw could be the only little bit of a hiccup there. Yeah, absolutely. You've nailed it. It is a race in two. Um, I think the locomotive is the better trotter. Um, in the Colts and Geldings version of uh, the two-year-old race. But I think um, it will probably get out to about 250, 260. When it does, I'll be betting. I think the locomotive will beat the hide-and-seek, and probably there's another horse that represents a little bit of value as what's up party time. But primarily, I think it's a racing two. Yeah, we spoke to Nathan Jack yesterday, and he basically he'll just try and work his way out and around the horse and get to the front. God, he's going to be hard to beat, isn't he? Yeah, if it finds a top, it'll be winning. Um but I think Greg Sugars will be clearly aware of what his intentions may be, so I don't think I can see to his only danger by giving him the front if hide and seek and get there first. Now, Mick, the third, these are the, the trotting fillies. I love the square gators. Cool Mayer, Nathan Jack and Anton Galeno, they've drawn the pole here. A dollar eighty pop, and you just think it's going to be hard for anything to get around her. Yeah, well, it'll start shorter. There's no question about that. Well, it's dollar forty at the moment. It'll probably start at dollar thirty. Looks the leader and the winner. And probably Anton Stable, mate, and Revelstoke, even though it's got the awkward barrier draw back there on 12, it probably is the value. Um, at the $5.50 mark, $5 mark, and you're probably back in a place if you want to entertain a multi, but I think Kilmayor leads and wins. All right, we go to the fourth and the lost storm, Emma Stewart, Mark Pitt, uh, drawn second from the outside on the second row. Probably better off being out wider rather than on the inside of that second. Yeah, it is an awkward barrier draw. Um, still the top pick. There's no doubt it's the best horse in the field. Uh, Mark Pick will have some decisions to do to make uh, because on the front line there's some legitimate horses that can run time. Perfect class barrier two at stable mate will be hard to beat. Little Louie, as we mentioned last week, it was the big overs and they crunched it last week and it's qualified for this race. And Doug's Platter, another horse that really ran well when it was tucked away on the fence and got to the line really well last week. But I think all things being equal, the lost storm wins. But I think from a value perspective, if you want to go conservative, I'll be taking perfect class in a multi the place. 
All right, now the four-year-old mares finals race five. Uh, the favourite at dollar eighty. Well, it's two of the tough girls, I reckon. Tough Tilly and Tough Cat Gath out, uh, Kate Gath out there, uh, trained by Emma Stewart. Another tough lady because she's worked damned hard. Oh, Tough Tilly! What a win last week. Yeah. We thought it was a racing two with Tay Tay. Tay Tay drew the front. The Tough Tilly, as we mentioned, we thought was the value last week. When Tay Tay was a dollar seventy, and Tough Tilly was around the two thirty, and actually got out and played better than that on the TAB. I think it can do the same. Uh, we're probably looking to find the front like it did in the last race last week when it was a dollar twenty. Uh, but I think Tough Tilly sitting outside it could put pay to wit, and Tay Tay's the one that could be sitting back at the twelve dollars or ten dollars. Uh, that you may get might be an each way play, but I think Tough Tilly at a dollar seventy five will win race five the first week of the quaddy. Mickey McGuan with us. Oh, by the way, Mick, a happy anniversary of your twenty first for yesterday too. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, good on you, Sean. <laughs> I wish I was twenty one again. Right, <laughs> uh, you know you're getting old when you can sing and clean your teeth at the same time. <laughs> you got to absolutely have the old dentures out. <laughs> well, I haven't got them yet. <laughs> You're flying. You're well ahead of the field. Now, the uh, sixth tomorrow night, these are the Entires and Geldings, the Trotters. And uh, here, this is a bit of an open race. Loxley Love is four bucks. Don't care at 3.20. We got 2.20 about Old Aaron Zeus. Um, there are a few on this with a bit of a chance, Mick. Yeah, I think based on the barrier draw, though, Sean, it does look a racing three. And I think the two girls that are driving, number one, Loxley Lover, and also number two, Don't Care, have got some decisions to make at the start. Does Rebecca Bartley on Loxley Lover hold the front, or does she hand up to Don't Care for Alan Tormey, which then makes Chris Alford make a decision. Does he stay on the fence on Elder Baron Zeus, or does he come off knowing full well that there's probably only three legitimate winning chances? And I think the marketplace has got it right. If I was entertaining a bet, and the conservative way to go would be probably Loxley Lover, maybe a place in a multi, uh, in the view that I think It'll either lead and they won't go too hard in front or it can look for cover and allow Don't Care to run along and at some stage it can use the sprint lane and be a chance going up the sprint lane uh, to fill that either winning position or the place position. But I think it's a racing three. Now, Mick, the seventh, is this another one where we might be able to get a little bit of value to multi up? We've got Better Eclipse drawn two at $3, Major Moth out of three on the front, two eighty, And then we've got uh, Act Now drawn, well, 10 up, it's coming up the second row at $4. Yeah, it's an intriguing race, this. Um, you'd think Major Moth will find the front uh, because I don't think Greg Sugars will look to use better Eclipse out of the gate. Uh, one big shoe, Barrier 1, will look to take a sit behind Major Moth, I think, and that allows Idyllic to be three defence. And knowing full well that Melton historically has been a rail-dominated track, uh, there's some value in numbers 1 and 8 to fill the hole. But you think if Major Moth gets its own way in front, he becomes the horse to beat. And I think better Eclipse on the back of, you know, going through that Inter-Dominion series, running exceptionally well in that period of time, Greek Sugars has probably had the balance between when, how far, how often do we go to the well, how much do we try to freshen the horse up and try to peak for a, a race of this magnitude with the big Breed Super Series up to grabs for four-year-old Entitled Geldings. It's a big race, it's a Group 1 event, um, and we'll see a master in action if he happens to get this horse over the line. So I thought he was just a touch disappointing last week in winning. Yes, he won. Uh, but this is a different pace profile, and I think the speed map says that Major Mott becomes the horse to beat. Race eights, the three-year-old Colts and Geldings. Um, interesting, you've got Hot Deal out of one. He's Charlie's Angel two. Catch away three. He's the son of a gun four. And then a bit of an each way with uh, Raw for Roscoe coming off uh, nine on the second row. Yeah, well, which catch away are we going to see? Um, that's dollar forty-five. I think it's much too short because he can be an in-and-out customer. At his best, he's absolutely brilliant and clearly the best horse in his field. But he just has this um, ability 
throw in a, a bit of a curveball run, and that was what we saw last week uh, in the view that I thought he was disappointing. But off the front line this time, will they present the race to him by giving him the front if Kate wants to use him out of the gate? I'm not sure whether he can hold out he's the son of a gun if Matthew Craven uh, lets rip from the barrier rise. Uh, Hot Deal is going to get a good run. He's Charlie's angel going really well at the moment. So from a betting perspective, I'll just entertain catch a wave, probably one out in the quadrilla, but I'll certainly entertain a number of horses like Hot Deal, he's Charlie's angel, he's the son of a gun, even interest-free at you know, big odds at $17 for Daryl Douglas. You mentioned Law for Roscoe. Uh, it's got a chance. Uh, it'll be held up and pulled up with one run to come. And I suppose there's a horse in the back mark that's running really well, but not sure whether it can get the job done with David Rand. That's uh, uh, the Emma Stewart train, Kapazi. Um, it's, uh, it's going OK at the moment, but the barrier tour makes it pretty hard for it. But I think uh, at its best, catch away is the one to beat. Mike Lunky at Melton on uh, Saturday night. Race nine, they make the two-year-old Phillies final, and here, Joyful, this is very short. It's put four together, it's last four. But a couple of their sweet bellas done very little wrong. It's won three out of three, and perfect and pink is always thereabouts. Yeah, the trick is trying to get some money out of this race and have to go down the exotics path. Uh, I think to get some money out of this race, you want Joyful will steer straight to the front, and I'm going to take perfect and pink to run in the place. I think you'll get the perfect three defence trailing run in this race and when Joyful and Mark Pitt open up down the back straight and probably put a bit of a gap on the rest of the field I think uh, Kate Gaff can be sailing through on the fence and figuring the money to fill second or third place money so I think that's the way to play the race, Joyful to win perfect in pink to run second or third in trifectas and the one you mentioned, Sweet Double has been impressive, three for three and probably the other one that you could entertain in a skinny trifecta now, the 10th is the uh, the three-year-old trotting Colts and Geldings, and yesterday said to Nathan, Jack, what's your, your pick of your drives? He just never hesitates at crevasse door. Yeah, we'd steer straight to the front. It's too good, uh, providing it stays in its gate. It'll be winning. Trick, once again, is trying to get some value out of this race. And after the the uh, race at Mirabara, I was really impressed with RC Phoenix. I put it straight in the black book. Uh, it really went on good for Chris Benozio. And once again, I think Gailey Gladys is James Herbis. It'll try be first out of the gate in the pursuit of trying to get behind Cravash Door, which I think it will, and that'll allow Chris Finozio to be three feet on RC Phoenix. And the $3 that the TAB put up in the marketplace, I think it represents great value to the place. And the other one to probably entertain from the back row is Chris Lang's Courage Drive. But I'm happy to have something on RC Phoenix, the place in this race, to get some money out of the, the event. The 11th to three-year-old fillies in Cypher, about a dollar sixty at the moment. Kate Gathen and Cypher won seven out of their last eight together. Yeah, it's a marriage, isn't it, mate? For mm. heaven, uh, well, I think it'll steer to the front. Uh, the beauty of the barrier draw is that relentless need. It's got great gate speed. It's drawn alongside it, and I think Anthony Butt would realise he'll take an enormous amount of effort to cross in Cypher, considering they're drawn alongside each other. So I'm expecting Cypher to hold the front. Be hard to beat. I thought a more Vita was back to its brilliant best uh, last start. It's probably the danger. And the one that represents some value, I think, that they've forgotten about in the marketplace is potentially beach life for Karen Manning in Barrier 4. If it happens to slot in the running line, it might be able to fill a hole for trifectas and add some value to the trifectas or the first four. All right. The last visionary's drawn perfectly. Sugars and tubs combination. Yeah, Legion wins. Uh, I think it's 
people last month, your multis, if you're down that way inclined uh, to put some of the shorties in, I think usually the dollar thirty four that the coach put up, I think uh, it'd be very hard to beat. Um, to look for some value, uh, it's anyone's guess. It's a lot depends on the start. Uh, Yang Tina can it slot in behind it, uh, or does Taylor French on number eight appear from nowhere, try to hold that spot because I think Bisnery can lead. Whoever gets behind lead is probably the obvious one that can run second or third to fill the, fill the exotic placing. What's the best, Megan? Well, how would how do you the best way we've got to get in the quid? Uh, I think rocking with attitude will go straight to the front. I tend to take it in the multi of the dollar forty. I really I'm really keen about perfect class to place in race four. I think Tough Tilly will get the job done to dollar seventy five. I'll be putting it in the multi. Uh, I suggested in race six because of the barrier draw. I think Locksley Lover the place you can put it in the multi as well. Uh, and the other one I would really like to add some value to the multi is uh, race ten. RC Phoenix, $3, $3.20, uh, that you might be able to get elsewhere. Um, it could be the one that can round out some real value in your multi, but also the last two favourites, race 11, number one, and race 12, number one, in Cypher and Visionary. Now, over the New Year's weekend, Mick, there's always a chance to get a dollar or three with the gallops as well. I imagine you've cast your eyes over those. Mountain Benny Valley. Uh, I'm banking on the great Peter Moody. He's finished the year on a high. Uh, race two, number nine, I'm going to have something on it each way at $5. Dance to Dubai, gate one, tail and heffle, two kilo twain, third up. I think it represents some value, but I do concede Vermentino for Kiramar as a horse to beat at $1.65. No thank you. Uh, race six, number six, I think Wright and Rose wins. It's had two 1,400-metre runs which filled a terrific platform for its third, third up 1,600-metre run tomorrow. It has a sticky gate, but with good speed engaged. I reckon D Stackhouse will be able to slot the horse in and become the horse to beat. And in race eight, I think she dances also from Barry One. If the fence is still okay for this uh, point of the day, Linda Meach can bounce and run and control the race and be very hard to beat at good odds. And I think there's one there for Flemington. I've been waiting for this horse uh, to run since its dominant maiden win at Geelong, and that's race two, number nine, Papalon Club. Uh, for Greg Urell, Craig Williams, I think Willow has options, to speed out wide. Do concede that uh, Peter Moody's horse, it's two from two, Hennessy Glad, would be very hard to beat, but I think this Papillon Club is a very progressive horse. I love its win. It was dominant at Geelong, and I see no reason why it can't go on to bigger and better things. All right, and I know you've had a peep at the, at the, the uh, puppies as well. Yeah, the Meadows, Saturday night, race five, uh, we let the dogs out. It's a final over 600 metres. I uh, think a lot will depend on box rise. I think there's two legitimate chances here. I'm hoping reinforcement from Barrow, uh, box seven comes out and crashes across because I want to be on Bala Bale Beachway, even though it's a bit hit and miss at the start. So I think at $5, I think we can have something on Bala Bale. Love the way this dog chases. Uh, really wants to attack the line for Mark Deldridge. Um, Tech ran a fantastic run home time at 12, 12.20 odd last week, and I think it'll become very hard to beat if reinforcements comes out and crashes across numbers 4, 5 and 6 that makes the race for us. Uh, I think race seven, there's a winning three. The class should prevail in Osprey, Athena, Sippy, Tesla and Yachty Bale. I think those three will savage the judge in a box trifecta situation. And race eight, Osprey, Osprey Storm for Angela Langton will be very hard to beat. I reckon it might find the front, even though they'll probably leave her with a $41 chance in Ryback Tears. I want to back four Osprey Storm and six Grayson Shock. Uh, at $11 in that particular race, even though it's up against the Boltree's final winner, Group 1 event, 7.15 metres, and that was Stagger Out League. Um, the excitement of the backmarker 
certainly uh, we all get attracted to, but I just think the race shape of this race, Osprey Storm and also Gracie Shop can give you. All right, good on you, Mick. Good luck over the weekend, and uh, this is the time now at the Gallops you can see those summer horses the dry trackers come out, and if you can hook onto one of them, sometimes they'll put a few together, don't they? Absolutely, they do. It's a great time of the year. Good on you, Mick. Have a happy new year, and may the pies go well again next year. <coughs> they will, mate. They will. <laughs> good on you, Mick. See ya. See you,